This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter 26. And we're talking about digging wells. And uh, like yesterday, we, we discussed the the spiritual picture of digging a well. It's digging, so it would be a work. And obviously, it's a work that, that is good and pleasing. It's a, it's a work that has a purpose and meaning in it. And so it is a work of faith. It is a work of faith that's going on. As, as you're working, and what are you working in? The water is the holy picture of the Holy Spirit. So it's a work of faith, digging up wells, digging up understanding, digging up power. And you're not making that happen, but when you act in faith, when you work in faith, it, it causes wells of living water to flow up and it causes life to happen. And uh, this picture of digging wells is, is a hard work. It's not an easy thing. Nowadays, we have, we have machinery and, and uh, we dig wells that are very narrow. The radius of the well might only be a few inches to a foot, and they're very safe because obviously if they cave in, no no one's really hurt. And even though they may cost a good bit to dig as far as the machinery and things like that, they're not unsafe. But in that day, they'd have to dig a well at least wide enough for a man to be able to work inside the because they were digging by hand. And, and they were bringing the dirt up by buckets and rope. And and so it was a difficult work. It was a hard work. It wasn't a work that was easy to understand or easy to see or easy to, to know. And it was one of those things that just it required effort. And I'm going to tell you, faith requires work. That's what the brother of Jesus said in his book, the book of James. He said, faith without works is dead. He said, it's got to have it. Works has got to come with faith. And faith does require work. Faith requires us to get our hearts and minds focused on on God and his will. And it requires us to actually believe that, that God speaks and that God's a- actively at work in our lives. And then it requires us to get out there and join him in it. And that is the whole purpose of the salvific process, the salvation process. So many times we uh, we think of salvation as God saving us, and we're, we are we don't have any really role to play. He just reached down and saved us, and that is true. But what He's doing there is He's justifying you. He's uh, giving you that regeneration, that new spirit, and He's making you alive again. And that's what you had no no role in, but. As far as salvation is concerned, as far as the salvific process is concerned, me being pulled out of the mire of this world and pulled out of debt, God brings my heart and my mind, my passions and my intellect in line with him. And the way he does that is he teaches me to walk with him. And so there is a part to be played by me. There's something I have to do in order to enjoy, in order to walk in that salvific process. And that part that I have to play, 
that role that I play in 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 that work is it's important and it can't be it can't be undersold. Uh, it can't be one of those things that we don't know miss out. God's work in our lives and God's work in what we do is important. But my joining Him or my walking by faith, and we use those terms because. It involves me, even my conversion experience, even the time where I come and come in line with God's will and God's way, even my conversion experience is my conversion experience is me actually realizing that God has done this work for me and turning my heart, my mind toward him, turning my will. It's a picture of repentance. I repent from me. I repent from my sin. I repent from my way. I repent from my purposes and I turn to his and that is a work. That is a, that's a hearing God, believing God, turning toward God. You see how you're joining him in that work. You see how you're beginning to be a part of that work. And that is the beginning, <clears throat> your conversion experience, that time where you realize that you need to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and you need to turn toward his will and his way. That, that act is you joining him in his will and his way. You actually physically come becoming a part of it. And boy, isn't, isn't that exciting that I get to actually join God in the work he's doing in my life? I get to give in and allow him to have his full will and way in my life. I get to actually become his servant. I get to become one of his children. I get to follow after him. That's what digging wells is about. That's what the, the Old Testament picture of digging wells is. It's the idea of I'm coming and Lord, I hear you and I know you and I am going to trust you and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to join you in this work of saving me, this work of bringing me out of my own will and bringing me to your will. And that's what, that's what's going on here. And we see him digging wells. We see Isaac continually digging wells. And that's something that I think you, you don't need to move past. He doesn't just dig one well. He continually dig, digs wells. He's continually going about searching for God's will in his will. And then, isn't that what you do when you dig a well for water? Used to be they had these sticks that they would use. I don't even know what those sticks are. And you know what? To tell you the truth, I've seen, People use those sticks, and I've seen it on TV, and I actually think there's something about it. And I do know from my physics course at Princeton that running water where it's at has a magnetic field around it. And in all actuality, the magnetic field spins in a certain direction, and it was a weird thing that they came up with. But for some reason in physics, I remember this. But if you take your thumb and point it in the direction of where the water's flowing, the magnetic field spins in the direction of your fingers. And, you know, why I know that, I have no idea. That's one of those things that just makes me really, and now that I think about it, I guess I'm just weird. That's weird for me to remember that. But that magnetic field spins around not only a current of electricity through a wire, not only not only a current of electricity through whatever whatever it's moving through, but in all actuality, a magnetic field exists, a electrical field exists around running water, around a river. And, and that, that electric field is something that you can't see it with your own feelings, your own, your own, I guess, touch and senses. You don't sense it, but it's there and it exists. So I can see how people figured out how to find water using the ability to, to sense that electric field with some equipment or some instrument. 
Boy, I've just gone way afield here, haven't I? I mean, with the electric field, but I'm bumped. Anyway, that's 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 a truth is that you continue to search for the rushing, the flowing water. You consider you continue to in your own way, in your own strength. You search for it. You search for God's will. You search for Him to reveal and un, and to show you that will. You, you can't just sit there and go, God, just reveal Your will to me. There is an there is a part of the salvific process of you finding His will. You searching for it. You digging those wells. And Isaac did it. He was digging all the time. If you notice in this chapter, he had to dig four or five wells, or is it dig four or five wells? This is just one of those mornings where I'm not quite sure of what I'm talking about as far as my English vocabulary. Anyway, he says, then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one. So we call that the name Sitna and it means to quarrel. And we talked about that yesterday. And then notice what he does once he digs that well and there's quarreling over it. And how many times you've been in a church where they're quarreling over the will of God? They're quarreling over what his what God wants to do in the situation. I'll tell you, I've pastored, uh, I've been on staff and I've been at churches uh, where quarreling was a regular part of what people did. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to pastor that and I'm not going to be a part of that. And I've, I think I've spent the last 16, 17 years of my ministry not allowing that to take place in the churches that I've led. And I'm not going to do it now. I'm not going back to those days where fighting and arguing and infighting and trying to get jockeying for position took place. I don't do that anymore. I'm, I'm 15, 16 years older. And I just, I've been in church. I've been places where people came and worshiped God and sought after God's will and encouraged each other toward God's will. And uh, just not going to have a whole lot of fighting about the color of the carpet or uh, when we start the worship service. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chase after God and we're going to do it all together and we're not going to argue about it very much. And if we do argue about it very much, I'm going to shut it down. And that's because it's hard to dig wells while people are fighting. And I want people out there digging wells of power, digging wells of understanding, digging wells of purpose, and not quarreling over things that really don't matter. And it said they moved on. That's what he did. It says, and he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it because he got far enough away from them. And he saw, so he called that place, place Rehoboth, and it means a spacious place because he said, for now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And that's one of the things that happens when you start really trying to walk by faith is God eventually brings you to the place where he he made you for. He, and when you're young, he oftentimes is moving you around to teach you. He's putting you in one place for a while and then this place for a season and then that place for a season. And it seems like it's, it seems like it can be very difficult and it can be a struggle. But I always think for young people that it is a very good thing for them to live in different places and live away from where they grew up for a little while. And not that you don't, can't come back to that, not that you're going to be gone forever, but it's always good to, to get out there and walk in your own shoes and walk in faith on your own and not have your parents hovering over you like a Chinook helicopter trying to make sure that you're okay. It's good to find your own place in this world. And oftentimes God 
will push you to go and experience different places. And just because you're going to a place for a season doesn't mean that you're going there to stay forever. Lord knows I'm glad that all the places that I've lived and all the places that I've been, I didn't have to stay there forever. But that being said, most of those places I enjoyed for the season that I was there. And I definitely dug some wells there and I definitely grew there as a uh, person. I grew spiritually and I grew as understanding of what God's purposes were for me because I had to do it for myself. I had to, I had to walk with God alone. And Kathleen and I have been a lot of places and learned a lot of things. And those places and things have allowed us to be blessed in the spacious place that we find ourselves in right now. And, and so I think it's a wonderful thing for a young person to go out there and to search and to find the, the places that God wants you to dig wells. And you may dig a well and then move on. And that's exactly what's going on with Isaac. And so they went up from there to Beersheba, even though that was a good place for them. It wasn't the perfect place because he's still too close to that, to the kings and the folks he was quarreling with, the Philistines. So he went up to Beersheba. He's moving on even farther north. And notice what happens when he does this. It says, And the Lord appeared to him that same night and said, I'm the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I'm with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Notice, God comes down and tells him the same thing that he told him earlier in the chapter. Why? Because you know what? Sometimes we need to hear it a couple of times. Sometimes we need to uh, hear God with his promises. Sometimes we need to be encouraged and we need to be notified again of his promises. We need to be reminded of what, he, what he's saying and what he's doing. And that's what's going on here. God is constantly reminding you of who you are and who he is. And I'm thankful that he does that. Because if I've got to remember everything, we, Brother Terry and I joke about, Pastor Terry and I joke about not remembering names. I sometimes forget the work that God has done in my life. And I sometimes forget the wells that I've dug, dug in the past. And he comes and reminds me of those things. He comes and reminds me that I've sustained you thus far and I'm going to sustain you in the future. He comes and reminds me, you remember this thing you back here in this day? I'm telling you today they're the same and I've not changed and my promises have not changed. And so as you kind of, as you move on through that, as you move on through that, you need to get to the place where you remember the things that God has said and allow him to remind you of the things that he's taught you through these seasons. And God will come down again and remind you of his promises, remind you of his purpose, remind you of what he wants you to do with your life. And uh, I'm glad that he does it with Isaac here so he can remind me. He's reminding me of the things and the promises that he's made to me. And it's a good to go through a season of that, by the way, of dealing with a similar difficulty, struggling with it again because you forgot the work of God in your life, being reminded of the work of God in your life, being encouraged by it, and then strengthening that faith that was built to maybe years ago, but walking in it again, walking in that faith again, walking in that strength again, walking in that power again. And that's really what digging wells is about. And God's going to remind you of the wells you dug in the past. And so he said, I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. And he's going, I have made this plan and this will, and it's been a plan that is beyond not only your life, it's, it's a generational plan. It's a plan and a purpose that is for the whole world, and I've got you a part of it. And do you really believe that you're a part of God's plan for this world? If you don't, let me abuse you of that notion. 
you are a part of God's plan for this world. And you are a God, part of God's plan to glorify himself. You bring glory to God in a unique way that nobody else can. And finding your place and finding your position in the world is of the utmost importance. And I'd say that to you over and over again. God has a reason for you. And you need to move past your inadequacies, past your worries, past your pains of the past. You got to sometimes move past your past. Man, I am just on a roll with kind of manipulating the English language today in a weird way. Sometimes you got to move past your past. And that's just the way life is. Sometimes you got to move past it to realize that God's promises are true and he is working in you. And your past is in all actuality one of the things he's using to glorify himself and to glorify his name. Get, allow those thoughts and those understandings to be real for you. We allow them to be real for you. Not just a consideration, not just a listening to me talk. But would you allow them to actually be real for you and to expect the great things and to look for the great things? Are you going to be a seeker of God's spirit and his power? If you are, you're going to have to dig wells. And uh, that takes you walking by faith. And <clears throat> let me tell you something. If you don't do it, you're missing out. And I don't want you to miss out. And who wants you to miss out? Who in the world would want you to miss out on that? The answer is no one would want you to miss out on that. We want you to walk in it. <clears throat> And so it says, and the Lord appeared to him that same night and said, I'm the God of your forefathers. And in verse 25, he says, so he built an altar there. You know, when God speaks to you, that's when you come down and you get on your knees and you worship him. And uh, he built an altar there. That's what he did. And he called on the name of the Lord and he pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servant dug another. They dug another. Why? Because God gave his promises. And then he said, this is a good place to dig a well. He pitched his tent there. He tabernacled there. That was a place for worship for him. And Beersheba is going to be a place for an important spiritual place for the people of Israel for thousands of years to come. Literally for thousands of years after this, Beersheba is going to be a place where God pitched, where, where Isaac pitched his tent, where Isaac heard the promises of God, where Isaac dug a well, where Isaac walked by faith. And that's where you ultimately want to get to, where God's speaking to you, where you're digging wells of faith, where you're trusting him, where you're believing upon him, where you're expecting great things from him. And so why not? That's a, that's ultimately the place where we want to be. We want to be where we're tabernacling, where we're meeting, where we're communing with God. We want to be at the place where God's speaking to us. We're, we want to be at a place where we're hearing his promises, understanding his will, understanding his way. And we want to be at a place where we can act in faith because of those things. And that happened for Isaac at Beersheba. That's where it happened for him. And I want you to find that place for you. And by the way, you may not find it today or tomorrow. It might not be. You, you might have to dig a, a, quite a few wells before you quite find the place where you're supposed to be for the long term, where you're supposed to uh, maybe even finish your race, the place where you're going you're gonna to bring about the most reward and you're going to bring about the most fruit of the Spirit and you're going to bring about the most power. You may have to move around a lot to find that place. And then, but some of you may be at that place. You may be right where, right in the middle of God's will, right where you're supposed to be. And you're not getting away from it. You're not leaving it. And let me tell you, I've been there before too. And I told him I'm not moving. I'm staying right here because this is where I know where God wants me to be. And this is one of those places for me even now. This is where God wants me to be. And I'm excited about it. 
I'm excited about those possibilities. I'm excited about the probabilities. And they're probabilities because God's in the middle of it. And probabilities become assurances. And assurances become reality for us when we trust him. And wow, I'm fired up about it. I know you are. And I'm trusting that God's going to lead you. If you're still searching out his will and his way and his purposes for your life, I'm hoping that he takes you places and you dig many wells. And I hope that you learn to walk by faith and walk, or learn to walk in power and reap the benefit of those dug wells. I'm praying for that for you. And then I'm praying also that ultimately one day you get to the place where you walk in that power fully and you, you plant your, you set your tents up and you plant your place of worship and you expand your territory and God makes you mighty and great. And let me say this, I fully expect that to be the case for you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.